This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have arrived at the gift shop. Atticus put on a disguise, Marnie suggested convincing the populace to rebel, and Valentine murdered their guide to protect their secret. What will happen inside the gift shop after a homicide? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a small piece of paper taped next to the cash register in the gift shop, of the Vicodin plant. A fool and their crowns are easily parted. Part many fools with many crowns. Or face the scourge. In a puddle of blood that used to be a peasant named Fahugwagas, uh, the, uh, the the fine peasants of uh, Vicodin um, continue to to pound uh, upon the uh, the broken body and flesh of uh, the only person who you'd given fake names to and the only person who knew you were here or what was going on, uh, which has allowed uh, the three of you to make it to the famed gift shop. Elysium is nigh. We, we have arrived in Valhalla. Uh, and by that, of course, I mean the gift shop. Uh, with an annoying uh, tinkle of bells, uh, you see the last of the uh, the parade move in. Um, luckily, um, uh, aside from the skull crawlers uh, who were kind of being given the the victory treatment, you know the the, the grand parade, and, and a few of them were wounded. Um, you recall, uh, Dyrath Vardar uh, was specifically called out, um, yep. and uh, Atticus, uh, you'll remember, he was the one who betrayed you at the breach. Uh, the uh, the only fellow you uh, you talk to uh, on the uh, Skullcrawler unit. So um, 
You're aware that uh, most, if not the entire surviving unit is present and inside. That said, most of the rest of the wounded warriors are kind of on their own uh, to get in, which seems kind of crummy, but uh, very much in line with um, the kind of uh, nature of of this based on on what you've seen so far. Um, The three of you are outside uh, the gift shop. The last of the wounded warriors and some of the entourage are going in. There uh, are members of the press uh, there, which is um, to be expected, you suppose. Uh, seems to be local press, but in all likelihood, given that um, Vicodin clearly has connections um, sort of system and, and galaxy-wide, uh, anything like this would be a tremendously good photo op uh, to drum up business. Um, so this is the kind of thing that, I mean, um, I guess really only Valentine, you would know, will show up on other planets like two years from now as, you know, propaganda. It's it's the information of this nature doesn't travel quickly in the Imperium, um, but it does travel when you want to make your product known. Um, so um, the three of you are outside the gift shop. Um, people are still sort of stragglers are making their way in. Um, how do you want to approach this? the blood still kind of fresh on the soles of your feet from where, where you were splattered with it as you turned and moved away from the mob. Uh, I guess we'd probably just move forward trying to blend with the crowd. Like this is probably in Valentine's opinion to be the, like we're going to play it as though we belong. So we don't need to walk too quickly. We don't need to sneak. We can gawk a little bit. Like it's like when I would walk at work around trying to look busy, even though I wasn't <laughs> busy when I used to work at like a restaurant. Cause then they wouldn't make me do a job. Right. Mm, okay. I would do laps at HMV. Uh, I used to book it into the back of Lululemon uh, with a clipboard and then just sigh a lot. <laughs> and people would ask, like, oh, hey, you know, what are you looking for? I was like, uh, someone requested, you know, the Hill Runner pants. And they're like, I'm pretty sure I don't sell those anymore. I'm like, yeah, I know. And I figured I'd check. <sighs> you know what? Maybe there's still some in the stack out front. And then I just walk out with the clipboard to the front and be equally flustered. <laughs> Jokes on them. There's no such thing as Hill Strider pants. I made that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm a rebel without stretchy pants. Um, so uh, okay, so that makes sense. Um, Atticus and Marnie, um, how how would you be approaching this? I know you you're, you tend to follow um, uh, Valentine's lead, but unfortunately, given everything that just went down with Fahogwagas, you don't actually have a whole hell of a lot of like you can't really plan this. It's he's doing that. Um, and I'm curious, would you try and imitate it? Would you try and do something that's more familiar to you? Uh, what do you do? Uh, Atticus would think, uh, act like a customer. We're going to the gift shop to buy some kind of meaningless trinket. So think about that and act like that. Well, I mean, from a method acting perspective, you do have someone you want to buy a gift for. All, all three of you determined uh, yeah. uh, people you wanted to, to buy gifts for. Now, granted, the only person who knew what those were is dead, but eh, you know you know <laughs> in your heart of hearts. Yeah. yeah, that's why Valentine wanted it, so everyone would have an, acti- an actor's secret, as one could think of it. <laughs> uh, Marnie, how about you? Um... <sighs> As much as I would like to be like totally chill and cool about this, I don't think Marnie's really capable of that, having just, you know, lived killing orcs. Um, So I think she's going to be like, 
try, like, she's going to try to seem casual, but is also going to be, like, on heavy alert, looking in every single direction. And, like, yeah, I think her version of casual is probably, like, military, like, casual, walking through a town that probably has, like, it's filled with enemies, but they're trying to look cool. <laughs> you know what I sure, mean? Sure, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Laura, can you roll me a vigilance, please? Yes, I can. Um, so that is uh, the skill vigilance and willpower. Um, I'm going to say difficulty three because you're trying to act casual in a very confined space. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll give you a boost for the outfit. All right. And forgive me, uh, it's Atticus who's wrapped up like a mummy? Or yeah, Marnie's Atticus is disguised because like the skull crawlers would recognize him. Uh, yeah. Valentine's got an arm in a sling to fake an injury to explain why he's not on the battlefield. Uh, and Marnie's just got her bandages from being all fucked up inside her. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Marnie's just living it. living it. Yeah. Great. The most method <laughs> of any of us. <laughs> all right, rolling. That. <laughs> Wash. Mmm. <laughs> Here, a leaf on the wind. Um, all right, so... <laughs> yeah, that's where you should clutch yourself for that one, actually. Um, you... Uh, okay, interesting. Um, so, weirdly, through a, 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 a tremendous confluence of, of luck and or the golden emperor's will... Protecting I mean, the righteous. Know, that's what yeah, he does. You know, it's, 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 how he, it's how he be... Um, there is no luck. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even though, like, you completely fail at uh, the vigilance that Marnie herself would want to achieve, um, you don't, like, as as you're making your way into the gift shop, there's the, the tingle of bells, and immediately you kind of look up and realize you're not checking your corners, so you start trying to check your corners, yeah. but there's just spinny- I realize the door might have actually been, like, trapped. Like, 100%. It, yeah. There's spinny racks everywhere. Um, I think in terms of how to imagine this gift shop, um, it's not like a small kind of like low ceiling boxed in little space. It's actually pretty big. Um, again, there's a you can tell how much pomp and circumstance was built around um, the uh, the factory. And kind of once you're inside, um, it almost feels like this would have probably been a dining hall back when this was a castle. Like it's it's a pretty size, like mm. you know, sliced in half, but still like high ceilings sort of gothic arches. Um, so it's more like a gift shop in a fancy museum or an art gallery than like a gift shop, I don't know, like a train station, if that makes any sense. Um, so that means it looks classier, but it's still full of garbage. Uh, so there's like spinny racks, um, as uh, Fahogwagas saw with his last uh, dying breaths, uh, bottles of Vicodin everywhere. Um I think a good way to think of this is a cross between like a bottle shop and a brewery and a gift shop. So there's like bottle openers and commemorative steins and like all that garbage. But then there's also just like booze everywhere because they know ultimately why you're here. You didn't come to tour the grounds and say, what an interesting distilling process. Wow. Science is fascinating. You came to get lit. Um, Hmm. So uh, unfortunately, Marnie, you're a little overwhelmed. You've never been in a gift shop before. This amount of liquor yeah, actually does kind of seem like heaven, but you also don't understand why there's hats with the logo because they wouldn't protect you from any serious injury, uh, nor would they be particularly effective for keeping the sun out because they have stupid holders in the side with straws. Um, 
Atticus, um, since you're uh, coming in as a customer, uh, you blend in perfectly. Uh, and sorry, Marty, just to cap that off. Even though you fail at vigilance, you actually do fit in because you just look like someone who's walked in and is like a tourist in Times Square, just like looking around at all the sites. <laughs> nice. Um, so it's it's a wash largely because you don't get to do the thing you're trying to do, but kind of by failing, you end up doing it. Emperor be praised. Um <laughs> Atticus, you walk in with purpose, um, and immediately you can can you feel eyes on you. Um, you can see some of the skull crawlers kind of making again, like we described them um, back in your origin episode, as essentially like the team from Predator. So like these are beefcake folks. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of like bulls in a china shop, just kind of like bumping around, um, not quite fitting. Um, that said, their eyes pass across you several times with absolutely no recognition. Um, that said, you are also spotted uh, by the most dangerous of all gift shop enemies, staff. Uh, and immediately a couple people start making their way over because you look like uh, a man with money to burn. And um, Valentine, you have, of course, taken the lead. Uh, you stepped inside with, with with some degree of authority, arm in a sling. I believe you you flipped your your logo so you've got Commissar out right now, right? Yep, the rosette's hidden inside the, inside the chest plate and he's got the Commissar out. So he just looks like a Commissar. There's no Inquisition sign on him. Great. Um, so there's, um, you see, uh, I think as the staff descends on Atticus, um, a reporter descends on you. Um, he's got a... Um, uh, very like one of the things I love about the early 40 K sketches is they're like, they're just full, like Terry Gilliam, 13 monkeys. Like everything is just like fucking bananas proportions and weird. Oh, you're um, talking like original John Blanche bullshit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking yeah. like, Oh, so acid, huh? Yeah. Um, it's all like for anybody who hasn't seen that art, it's all almost like pencil sketch style. And he only ever used like black, red and maybe yellow. And it was, yeah, very much like a 40K version of that, like, scary stories to tell in the dark style art. Like, oh, it's all yeah. weird and kind of shitty. and Yeah, light. and, like, uh, this is an extraordinarily specific X-Men reference. But if you know what um, the character Phalanx looks like from, like, X-Force, he's just like a, guy, like a weird kind of, like, very 90s, like, robot guy with, like, spiky hair. And his face is really, like, oh, he almost looks like the, like, a mascot a lot of them are that, like the proportions are just completely, like a lot of his like space Marines look like the front of a car. Like they look like if you drew an angry face on the front of a car, like the Joker mobile or some shit, but like, that's just his, it was so weird. Anyway, this guy looks like that. He's, um, he's got like sort of, um, a bunch of weird Seuss, like Dr. Seuss machinery on. He's got like a big fucking gramophone over his shoulder. Um, <laughs> everything in heavy brass. Um, and he's got, um, uh, you can see his, his actual arms, uh, are constantly, um, pushing on what almost looks like a ratty accordion. Um, and it's operating, um, six tiny little arms that are constantly writing down whatever he's saying. Uh, so you can tell he is, uh, some kind of reporter. Um, he's like, his face and stuff doesn't look like the wacky drawing. It's just everything he's wearing is, is a weird wacky drawing. Um, and, uh, he, uh, sort of comes, um, trundling over, um, and, uh, he's got a smile on that, um, Valentine, you recognize, uh, as, as that, that of a career sycophant, uh, you, you know, this look well, um, and, um, yeah, let's start with, uh, let's start with him. Um, so uh, he comes sort of uh, stumbling over um, and 
says, um, Ah, greetings, Commissar. A wounded warrior indeed, a warrior par excellence. Truly a hero of the Imperium, and you have come to shop in this fine store. Pray tell, what is your war story? Well, I appreciate being called a hero, but the real hero are the men and women at the front line of the Imperial Guard. I am not as brave as they, I am not as strong as they, but I carry the strength of the Emperor and I am his justice on the field, and we will scourge the Xenos from this realm. However, I hurt my arm in an accident and now I'm here to buy a <laughs> gift or something. <laughs> there you have it, folks, a true hero. He made a boo-boo on his arm while fighting the Xenos threat. Of course, far from here, as Vicodin has no Xenos threat to speak of, only delicious spirits. And we can't fight those, no matter how much our psychers try. <laughs> anyway, I am Varen of Trinity, here with yet another war hero. Uh, before I let you go, sir, uh, the Trinity Network uh, would like to know very much which is your favorite Vicodin beverage? And he kind of waves his hand, and um, one of the uh, the monks, like the peasant monks you saw from outside with the, the V branded on his face, uh, comes over with a small tray um, with three different types of Vicodin. Um, as we talked about previously, um, there are a number of varietals of, of Vicodin. Um, uh there's one that has kind of become the prime brand over the years, uh, but there are some other kind of older ones that are still kept going for for legacy purposes, you know, to honor the uh, the many generational ownership of of this distillery. <laughs> um, so uh, for you, he's got um, uh, uh, Vicodin Heritage, uh, which is the original recipe. Um, he's got Vicodin, which is just the the standard popular drink right now. Um, and, uh, he's also got hot and honey Vicodin, which is uh, a new one they're trying. Uh, he says, so oh, which of these is your favorite? And please let's hear those tasting notes. Oh, you want me to try all three? Well, as a frontline soldier, it's the least I can do. Uh, and he'll reach for the heritage and say, ah, the heritage of the emperor. It's a glorious thing to be brought to this world and to the Vicodin name. Uh, and then he'll, I guess, drink that motherfucker. Uh, I'm going to need a deception from you, sir. Yeah, um, that feels right. Having decided <laughs> to uh, purge the planet um, and being aware that at least one of these Vicodin beverages is made of Xenos. Uh, it's all of them. <laughs> he definitely think it's all of them. Great. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, this is a minor act of heresy. And admittedly, you've committed to, to uh, doing some heresy in the name of, of saving the emperor. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a fucking name for the show. Um <laughs> But it is still, um, you're both deceiving him as a reporter and also kind of yourself. Like, this is this is a bleak moment. Um, so I'm going to say difficulty of two. Um, I'm going to give you uh, one setback uh, because he is recording everything you say and do. So it's just a little bit of extra stress. Um, I'm also going to give you an additional setback because while you're talking to this idiot, you have no idea what Marnie and Atticus are up to. And while you trust Atticus to not completely shit the bed on this, Marnie could very well have started a war by now. Yeah. Baby, she... the war never ended. <laughs> Grimdog, baby! <laughs> uh, Tom, just to throw this out there, yeah, I but... do have tempered will, which lets me remove one one um, 
black. I can't remember what those dice are called. Setback. One setback die inflicted by injuries, the disoriented condition, or fear from checks. Could I avoid a distraction with that, do we think? Yeah, I also feel like uh, with a name like Tempered Will, that absolutely applies to a situation like this, even though this, is strictly speaking, isn't any one of those. I feel like it, it speaks to the idea of, like, you can gird your loins against bad things and you know yeah having, i feel i feel like he can avoid distraction with his will in the same way of just like this weird environment and being taped in panic and then just spout platitudes yeah, so, okay like, we'll move one step we've back, been yeah. to networking events uh <laughs> where we had to do shots we didn't want like you know what's up yeah um great all righty and then our our story points i'm not using one right now but we're two and two right now yes we're still two and two great cool one success and two advantage Excellent. Uh, I mean, you hate to admit it because admitting it would be heresy, but man, that goes down good. Uh, orcs, orcs make tasty liqueurs, as it turns out. Yikes. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's good. Um, it's probably not to your taste, um, given that uh, um, uh, Amasek is again like the galaxy standard uh, beverage, and particularly, I think. Having grown up in guard circles, there's no chance that, like, that would be, I think, what your head jumps to is, like, this is the liquor you get. Um, but it's not bad. Um, and um, you can tell that the um, you're giving uh, Varen exactly what he wants. Uh, so the nice thing is it's not like he's trying to catch you in a lie or anything because you're literally just giving him the perfect sound bites uh, to, to pump the propaganda. Um, so uh, he... Um, he smiles broadly, um, revealing uh, completely blackened teeth, and uh, just says, "Ah, a man with classical tastes. Very good. Well, once again, this is Varen of Trinity with another hero of the Imperium enjoying a nice, refreshing Vicodin after a long journey from where he fought the Xenos. Please swing by and enjoy. And don't forget to enjoy responsibly. Ho wink." Um, and, uh, he, uh, as soon as he says that, like his shoulders slump, uh, and he just starts stretching out his arms. He's like, Oh, emperor's left foot. My arms hurt so much. Oh, it is. This is an exhausting line of work. Wish I could borrow that sling there, pal. <laughs> you mind if I join you in the last two shots here? Oh, feel free, you know. It's always important to make friends when we're not on the battlefield. It's one of those things that's very key to being a commissar, is making sure you stay in touch with regular humanity to know what you're defending. So why don't you tell me more about this place and what's going on behind the scenes? What the, what's the hot goss, as one might say? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's rare someone actually asks me to tell what's actually going on. Mostly I'm just supposed to find the most impressive-looking person and, and ask them to tell me nice things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to need a few minutes for my arms to recover from all that accordioning. So, um, sure, buddy, bottoms up. Uh, and with, with one last mighty heave, uh, he, he pushes the, the weird mechanical accordion together and one of his tiny arms reaches out, mechanical arms, grabs the shot, uh, and, uh, he reaches up to cheers you. I'll, I'll cheers him. Let's, let's go for this. Great. Do you take the hot and honey or the, uh, oh, well, he took one already. So what did he take? Um, uh, Tyler, which one did he take? He took the hot and honey. Right. Going with the classic, definitely an orc Vicodin. Fantastic. Uh, so with that, you cheers the health of the emperor and, uh, you throw him back in the hopes that loose lips do in fact help sink ships. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Del. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dice. There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us, uh, specifically us, you know, doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40k and share your models and be super nerdy because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, it's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And we'll see you over there. Thanks. Meanwhile, uh, Atticus, um, you have staff descending on you um, who are very eager. Uh, they say uh, um, it's a, a woman approaches you um, wearing like a nicer version of the Vicodin robes from outside. Um, and uh, she just says, uh, welcome uh, to your gateway to Vicodin Bliss. We're so happy to have you, and thank you for your sacrifice in the name of our glorious golden lord, Glasgow Vicodin. Uh, truly the greatest uh, in the entire pantheon of heroes, maybe even gods. At least, I'm sure you'll find that to be true once you've had his heavenly beverages. Please, come in. What can we get you? Postcards. <laughs> um and uh she just looks awkwardly at like the many racks of postcards surrounding you and she says oh are are none of these to your taste oh oh there they are uh no i'm, I'm all right then i see <laughs> must like be the bandages 45 degrees to the right uh tyler <laughs> uh, uncovered eye <laughs> how does uh how does atticus feel about the uh the naked blasphemy this woman just threw out about the emperor uh see uh, Stomach it's, that? It's a good. It's a good thing that uh, his face is is bandaged. That is why he was also rather terse. Uh, <laughs> just kind of like we're not talking anymore. I'm looking for this. Understood. <laughs> Great. Okay. I don't want you to speak anymore. You you say the bad words when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she clearly seems a little put off uh, in the way that only uh, a customer service rep who arrives to find you having already found the thing you want, not needing them, thus damning them to more boredom on the sales floor. Um, and instead, um, she uh, she goes off um, to, uh, uh, to to help someone else. Um, you hear the uh, the sound of pistons um, behind you, um, and uh, you hear a, a gruff voice say, "Hey." Pal, war hero here. Get out of the fucking way. Got to get the postcards. Uh, and you turn to see Karasit Skullcrawler, 
uh, reaching like remarkably daintily over your shoulder in that way people do when they're trying to reach things in a store that's too crowded, um, going for a postcard. I will wordlessly step aside. Great. She cycles through several postcards. Um, I recently had to buy a, a card at um, uh, the local drugstore. And everyone, myself included, who has to sort through cards just looks like a weird kind of idiot where you're just like, oh, well, maybe if it is there an envelope. And it's literally that routine. She's like <laughs> looking at three or four postcards of like the rolling green highlands and everything else. Um you don't know when these photos were taken. Uh, the cards all look relatively recent, but it's clear that they've been recycling cards of like better, you know, days gone by. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she debates between a few and then finally settles on the first one she picked up because we all do it. Um, and uh, she says, uh, yeah, nice. Um, and uh, she uh, gives you another quick look and says, uh, sorry about the face there, pal. Tough break. Uh, as she's been perusing these postcards, I've been standing in front of her, just holding a postcard in front of me, but watching her intensely, just <laughs> not like moving. Single eye over a postcard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just holding a postcard kind of at chest height. And as soon as she like kind of comes back around to address me, like my eyes like search for something, I just look at the postcard in front of me uh, and say, oh, 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 what was it? Oh, I just said sorry about your face. It's a it's a tough break. Oh, oh. Yes. <clears throat> Should uh, get that checked out too. Uh, that sounds unhealthy. All right. Well, en enjoy your uh, your pleb tour. Um, me and the elites got dinner plans, and uh, she kind of pats her stomach. And she says, uh, "I've been uh, saving room for this particular delicacy." So. See you on the battlefield, kid. Try not to get any more scars. Right. Bye. Yep. Uh, <laughs> she leaves. And, uh, she she returns and um, she looks to the two dates she brought. Uh, and they're both looking very expectantly. And you see that she only brought back one postcard. Uh, she kind of looks between them and uh, her shoulders uh, kind of tense. And you realize, for all of her bluster, like she is really bad at dating two people, and this was clearly an, an overstep on on her part. It's not going to change the way you kill her or anything. It's just a, an amusingly strange thing. I mean, it might because now there's two people I could make her watch die. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the grim darkness of the future, there is only potential targets. Uh, eventually, she tears the postcard in half and gives one to each of them, um, and they both seem extra disappointed by that. Uh, you can tell that they hate each other. Uh, but then uh, she gets her arm candy, one on each arm, and um, leads them out. Um, you can see, Atticus, as you, uh, you kind of track her with your eyes, that um, the skull crawler unit um, is being taken out through a side door. So there's kind of like a big, massive archway um, that, that says, like, this way to delicious uh, that clearly leads into, like, the, pro the tours proper. There's, like, a, a rope set up and everything else. Um, they're going through a staff-only door. Uh, all of them are going through a staff-only door. Uh, I'll play up the uh, the coughing and, and clear my throat loud enough for uh, Marnie and, and Valentine to hear, and I will just one eye over to this side side exit. So, Marnie, um, you've been uh, just taken in the sights, trying to act natural. Um, 
What do you think would be the the strangest thing that Marnie would fixate on in this situation? Um, I think she would find like snow globes, <laughs> and I think yep. she would take one and like approach the nearest salesperson and just ask like um like uh. Oh, fuck. It's so hard to do this accent after Tyler talks. <laughs> after you, know, you know her one line that gets you into the voice. Bullshit. All right. What is the blast radius of this? Um, and uh, the sales rep uh, turns around. Is it? Oh, ma'am. Um, not, not too much. Just if you drop it and it breaks, um, there'll be some specks or some shiny specks that go everywhere with some water. And a bit of broken glass, but not too big. And you can clean it up real quick with, with with a mop. If I throw it with force instead of dropping it, how far does the glass go? <laughs> Ma'am, I, I feel this juncture. I must ask you: Do you want it to be a big explosion or a small explosion? I would. I would like it to be relatively large. Oh, okay. That's rather good to know. I was going to continue to lie about the workmanship and imply that if you dropped it, it would not explode. It would be rather large if you throw it real hard. Um, frankly, if you touch it at all, it will likely break. They're rather cheap. Uh, as you can see, we don't have very good manufacturing facilities here. So if you throw it, it's a little bit like a weak bomb. Why would this be bad? Um, <laughs> and... Uh, he gets like a, a shy grin on his face. Um, and he kind of like runs a, like, like does that thing where like, he just like reaches out to like pat your, your like bicep, but he's clearly trying to see just how jacked you are while doing it. Um, <laughs> and he's like, ma'am, most, most people aren't, aren't as strong as you. And they're a little bit intimidated about, you know, people who are, Oh my, um, made of, of such epic muscle, ma'am. I do not understand why you are saying this, but I accept it. Uh, where do I charge my power pack now? Um, and like someone at a restaurant asking if they can charge their phone behind the bar, um, he 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 gives you a truly tortured look because like he <laughs> wants this conversation to go on, but yeah. he's also not allowed to do that. Also, like weapons aren't really supposed to be a thing in here, but you don't have a gun attached to it. He says. Well, um, look, look, Laura, I think you just have a regular backpack. We blew up your power pack, and you only have a last gun now. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah that's I good threw point. it in no, a No, that was for my uh, for my plasma gun, right? Nope. The plasma gun blew up underground. I used your backpack as an improvised explosive to blow up a car. <gasps> this is true. Oh so, my god! Okay. I don't have my hell gun or hell pistol. You are so, correct. Right With now, that, fuck! Uh, I didn't have that written down. She Shit, sees you fucker. point to your back. Um, and he takes it as an excuse to check out your butt. And he's like, <laughs> oh, um, but, well, ma'am, it, it would seem that your power pack is all charged up. God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's too horny to work here. <laughs> and then I look around and I, I say, I do not understand what you are saying. I forgot that I did not have my normal backpack. There is no charge in this one. Why do you say these things? Why is this confusing? Uh, at which point, where you are hear, your real bombs? <laughs> which point, you you hear the uh, the throat clearing of <coughs> uh, Atticus, which um, manages to cover 
him awkwardly saying, because I love you, um, under his breath. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Valentine, um, you're over with Varen. Um, you've just thrown back a standard Vicodin, which kind of tastes like f- comparatively flat to Vicodin heritage. Uh, and yet you find yourself wanting another one as soon as as soon as the the taste is, is has kind of left your lips. You can definitely, I think, being trained for such things like whatever the whatever the process they're using on this new stuff is, it is clearly meant to be addictive beyond simply the alcoholic content. Like there's something to this. Um, but uh, Varen is uh, to your I guess edification giving it an equally. Um, like he's giving the face that I think you wanted to give when you rolled your check to not give it. Um, and he just says, that. Well, well, that is truly horrific. That is, that is hell. That is hell in a cup. Hot and honey. What were they thinking? Oh, well. And then he looks left, looks right. He leans and he says, actually, um, <laughs> maybe I can answer my own question. Uh, things aren't going so great for, uh, for old Glasgow. Uh, you know, the, uh, the business was in pretty sharp decline when he took over and yeah, he turned it around with a new brand, but, um, it's just not taking hold in the other worlds. You know, uh, the rogue traders don't like coming out here. You set up this whole weird fucking wonderland situation for people to come hang out at, but no one wants to come here. This planet sucks. I mean, it was nice back before the war, but, uh, the war's not going anywhere and he can't tell anyone about the war. So they really limited who was allowed to come here, you know? Yes, that would be a tremendous problem. Well, I mean, does he not have the right people in charge? Like, who's running this place? Who are the important people around? Well, I mean, there's uh, there, there's uh, the, the the foreman, uh, of course, um, uh, Balfus Bale, um, <clears throat> and uh, Ms. Bale is is uh, she's pretty good at, at what she does, but uh, there's not a lot you can do when the product's this bad, you know. And Vicodin's real strict about all these experimentations. Like, he won't let them just settle on. Honestly, I think if they just sold Vicodin Classic, you know, it wouldn't be an empire, but it'd be good enough. Um, so uh, there's her, and uh, of course there's uh, Dr. Octavius, uh, who is the uh, the head uh, head of the lab, uh, the flavor lab, uh, as they call it. Um, <clears throat> he's the, the one responsible for, for trying to come up with abominations like this. Like, I mean... This should be purged. This drink should be purged. Like they should orbitally bomb this drink. This is terrible. Um, fuck, man. You know any inquisitors? Inquisitors would really help get rid of this <laughs> drink. Am I right? I, uh, I know what you're talking about. I feel the same way. But uh, yeah, if I get in, he, you know, he just spends so much time on his orbital station these days. I don't even know if he knows what's going on down here. Well, I mean, what what would bring him down? Like, if they knew there was a crisis, there's got to be something. I mean, everyone loves something. Well, look, there's a reason he left Balfus in charge. She runs this place meticulously. And yeah, the product's kind of crap, but like, she makes sure it's coming out on time all the time. Hell, I feel like if you put her in charge of the war, she'd win it overnight and no more orcs. (laughs) But but she's busy in here. So, I mean, she keeps things running pretty smoothly. Uh, You know, if, if, hell, I don't even think she's taking a sick day. Um, cause I, I'd hate to see what would happen to the factory if she wasn't working. And then of course there's, there's the doc, um, and, uh, uh, doc Tavy, as we call him. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a joke about his name because you put those two together. It sounds like an animal, you know, the doc Tavy. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, doc Tavy, he, uh, 
you know, he's constantly coming up with new things. Um, I mean, I guess if he had a real breakthrough, that that might that might be cause to to come down and check it out. Flakiden's desperate to get more product. I mean, he's getting his ass kicked by the Amersec market. You know, they won't even sell this on the black market. That's part of the reason he can't get an inroads. Imperial Guard hate it. Oh, interesting. I mean, I didn't try the new flavor, but I could imagine why the guard might have certain challenges regarding this when Amasek and others are available. Hmm. Right? True, true. You're a good man. You're a good man, and you're a good servant of the Emperor. Oh, thanks, man. That's really nice to hear. Honestly, ever since I misreported that thing and got all those people killed, they just sent me to this backwater planet to report. Um... And and it's just it's nice to get some validation, you know. Uh, the Trinity Networks. Um, I mean, I don't need to tell you it's 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 fluff at best and propaganda at worst. But it's it's really nice to be re- respected for once, you know. Yes. Oh, here's another question. Got any hot goss on that Trinity Network? <laughs> I mean, I I work for them. Uh, they're 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 the best. Damn news! Oh, who am I kidding? I mean, you you know what they do? We're 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 a back channel. We're, you know, the the Lords of Terra put up with us because we we you know help some of their buds. But I mean, we're just trash to keep the peasants distracted. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I wish you all the best with your quest to find meaning in your life. Well, uh, uh, thank you. I'm sorry. I don't think I caught your name. Oh, they call me Commissar Eugene Mordheim. Eugene Mordheim. That's a name I'll remember. Well, uh, thank you, Eugene. I uh, I hope you come by these the, the, this way again. You know, when you're not on the front. Yes. That's yes. far away from here, and he, he winks broadly. Exactly. Uh, and, and Valentine winks back. Um, and uh, as uh, you leave, you just hear him not muttering to himself like, what a nice guy. Um, you hear a, a bunch of uh, throat clearing and immediately make your way over, um, brushing past a, a guy holding a snow globe, which promptly drops and shatters spectacularly. <laughs> Glass flies like shrapnel. It doesn't hurt any of you, but it's it's quite a mess. Um, and uh, he, he sort of yelps and runs for a mop. Um, but uh, you reconvene with uh, Atticus and Marnie. Atticus is using one eye to, to gesture towards the staff door. Great, I'll follow. Like this, that makes sense to me. Like I think it's just an appreciative but curt, very like British officer <laughs> nod, uh, and then he'll make his way towards that that door. Um, great. Uh, so uh, you guys make it to the door just as it's closing. You kind of put a foot in, um, and um, you open it uh, to find um, a man in full armor. Um, so. Like proper, not quite Arbides level, like riot gear, but close, um, with a uh, sort of um, like a like a heavy iron mask with the V um, uh, painted on it, um, carrying kind of like a, a shotgun. He's got like a shock stick at his at his belt, um, and there was a couple more uh, similarly heavily armed guys behind him, uh, and you you just hear him say. Think you took a wrong turn there, pal. You want to head back into the gift shop. I'm sure uh, they'll be happy to help you out. Try the snow globes. Friend, 
I've been sent from those above. Uh, and he'll reach into his his uh, his chest and he'll pull out his inquisitorial rosette and say, I've been sent by Barthus Billingberg Twelfth. I have a message for Ms. Balfus Bale. It is important about the safety of this facility and the prosecution of the ongoing war. I need you to take me to her now. Um, okay, man. Fucking roll a very, very important deception check. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls, a man's face set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.